0: Hello and welcome to the TBG Real Estate Podcast, where we connect you with some of the most innovative and exciting real estate leaders today. We will show you that there are numerous paths to a successful career in the real estate industry, and that some of your greatest missteps can be turned into your greatest triumphs. Without further ado, here's the head of TBG Real Estate, Chris Papa. All right, folks, welcome to this episode of the TBG Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Chris Papa. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Henry Fuse, founder and principal of Rock Point Consulting out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. How are you, Henry?
1: I'm great, Chris. Thanks for having me on today. My pleasure.
0: Just so the audience knows, we are still quarantined. So Henry, I really appreciate it. I'm sure that you're, uh, all your real estate clients are asking for advice and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to speak to us today.
1: I appreciate it. It's been a busy time. And yeah, I think we're all, we're all quarantined away and probably a little bit longer to go. A good month or a couple, two months, maybe. Why
0: don't, I guess we, we can touch on, uh, on the, you know, all we hear is uh, about the quarantine stuff, but we can touch on that a little bit, but love to hear a little bit, more, a little bit more about Rock Point Consulting and what you actually do.
1: you don't mind. Oh no, pleasure. And, uh, and thanks for asking. Now, Rock Point Consulting is a multidisciplined uh, advisory firm. Um, we have a number of professionals. We focus on transaction strategy, financial advisory, management consulting. Right now it becomes very du jour when uh, we do a lot of restructuring and workout work. We do receivership work. Uh, a lot more distress type work uh, we work anywhere throughout the capital stack on the equity side uh, on the debt side familiar with all all asset classes work with borrowers work with lenders so we're we're really fluid in uh, throughout throughout the entire stack um, and right now you know it's been a, it's been a little bit more difficult over the last 10 years i'd say uh, we've been in business since 2014. Um, so, so we've always been active. We've got a host of institutional, uh, grade partners as, as well as just very good clients throughout. We added on brokerage as well, uh, because there was a long period of time here where the market's really been on an upswing. So there's not a lot of distress and that's just the way Mm -hmm. that goes. So you have to continue to augment. And fortunately within real estate, we're a niche advisory firm just specifically focused on real estate, but within that niche you have to be able to kind of do it all. You know, our team provides a lot of discipline. So for us, we're, we're able to morph very quickly and be effective in a lot of different areas. But today now we're walking back into distress land and uh, lots of questions, always coming through lots of different things that come up and we have multiple disciplines. So we're not just a one trick pony.
0: Yeah. I mean that, I guess you can cover your downside and your your, upside in the markets there with being an advisory firm, um, with workouts as well as you know, helping companies grow. Uh, and we, we met, or we were introduced because of a, a prior guest, Brian, Brian Blackburn, who worked for you at, uh, at Navigant Consulting in New York, I believe. And, uh, Brian said that you're one of the smartest guys he's ever worked with. So, um, that's, that's a, that's a stamp of approval from him who, uh, he's a great guy, uh, you so you, I guess let's start from the beginning. here. You, did you grow up in Michigan?
1: I did. I did. I ended up going to, uh, grew up in Grand Rapids, went to Michigan State um, University, uh, graduated with a finance degree, converted over to accounting, ended up going from Michigan and getting recruited into New York City. And I went to Pricewaterhouse at the time, Legacy Pricewaterhouse, went into their tax group. Went from their tax group into their real estate capital markets group into their accounting division because you had to get so many hours to get your CPA completed. Um, mm-hmm. So spent a lot of time at Price Waterhouse, which was fantastic. Left Price Waterhouse, decided I was going to go to going to be a lawyer, um, and went back to Michigan intern for the 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 chief circuit court judge, and then also the highest court, was Supreme Court. Interviewed with, or interned with uh, Justice Markman, 103rd Justice at the Michigan Supreme Court. Uh, had 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 my fill of law at that point. Uh, And decided I was not going to pursue an an active and vibrant career in law, (laughs) short of (laughs) short of uh, certainly uh, passing the bar exam uh, and doing all that. So we're all licensed and registered, uh, and and kind of did our dues. So ended up going from there and jumping back into you know real estate. So yeah, you know then I ended up at Navigant. Uh, From there. Uh, From Navigant, uh, there was was a period of time where, you know, the world started to melt again in 2008. So in 2007, like really 2006, uh, November 2006, really into 2007, that's when all this kind of started to uh, ruffle up. I ended up getting uh, hired on to a private equity firm called Cerberus Capital Management. Um, helped a lot with their restructuring stuff that they had, GMAC Rescap specifically, as well as a number of other projects that we we, we worked on. They did a lot of debt uh, acquisitions throughout the stacks as well. Great company, great professionals over there. Um, mm-hmm. Enjoyed my time there greatly. When ended up uh, going back to Navigant to head up their Eastern region. And that's where I got to uh, work with uh, Brian Blackburn, who was who was really, really super smart, very good guy, um, you know. And I think the advisory place is a great place for a lot of people to be, um, you know, in certain periods of their life. Uh, but I mean, if if you're young and kind of growing, it's probably not the best place to start, in my view. There's better training grounds, like Price Waterhouse, like a lot of those um, more gritty, like whether it's, whether it's a big four price Waterhouse, Deloitte and Touche, you know, um, I would say Arthur Anderson, but that's not, that's not around anymore. Or you, yeah. you go the investment banking route, clearly a great, great route to go. In either condition, you're going to work a ton of hours. When you go to advisory, you still work as Brian, what I believe suggested to you as well. You still work a ton of hours. Um, so, you know, I, you really got to love what you do in order to be good at it and really kind of enjoy it. and. In, in, um, and, and still be active in it. So fortunately there's a great love in my life for, for what we get to do. And it's, it's great. And it's fun.
0: That's awesome. So, um, I do as a recruiter, I work with a lot of people out of, you know, the PWCs and the, in the audit group are like, Chris, I want to be in capital markets. I want to be in acquisitions. It's not, I mean, it's, I'm sh- you get an amazing understanding of real estate from being in that space. But it's not the easiest to make the transition out of that from a, like, you know, you can be an accountant or something, but how do you get, I mean, how did you make the transition from like the audit practice to more the advisory and then the capital markets side?
1: No, that's fair. So, <clears throat> Early on, I started off in tax, right? So I always believe, and I fundamentally believe, that tax impacts every piece of a transaction. Decisions are made or not made based on tax decisions, and that happens today, still today. Especially when uh, when clients of ours start to to get to the point in their in their careers where they don't want to actively manage their portfolios. Do they take out debt? Do they do they sell it? What are the tax impacts? You know, there's step-up in basis, uh, there, there's lots of different tricks of the game. So my time in tax is really good, being able to learn, understand, and understand that code, which really li- was a great overlay into law too, but I did that before. Most of the time, people were lawyers before they go into tax. I happen to do it the reverse way, um, mm. luckier than good. And then at Pricewaterhouse, they were just kind of maneuvering. So at Pricewaterhouse, I went from tax and I went right over to Real Estate Capital Markets because they had a group put it together there. But I wasn't my my training earlier on when I went to Michigan state was I had a finance degree and then I coupled on bolted on the accounting degree afterward so uh, you know for me I already had a, a finance background so I would re- you know really understood that component of it as opposed to just the accounting piece um, so I was I was able to layer back into that and then at that time like in the 1999 1998-99 the securitization was really infancy stage um but it was it was you know going gangbusters until 99 when the uh, royal russian oil prices collapsed and then CMBS just collapsed and you know when rates rise CMBS stopped so um we really got to like dig our teeth into a lot of the the different uh, the packaging bundling and we had clients that had they really just shut down and then we had to take care of the remainder of their assets so um and then, and then I, the audit was kind of the last piece of my kind of tour at Price Waterhouse, and I, that was just to be able to get. They, they've changed all the rules all the time, you know. Like so, you have mm-hmm. to take, you know, how you take the exam. Now they have the the, the CP exam online, and and they do it like it, it's different. Whereas now, like back then, you had to have log in two thousand hours of audit time. So yeah. you know that's what you just go and do, and that's that's a painful painful exercise at times but it's all fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: You got it. You 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 achieved it. Um did you grow up in a real estate family? I mean it seems like you went straight into real estate was there, no, was there something I, pushing that way?
1: I, real estate chose me. I didn't choose it. Um I, when I was going to in, in fact I tell you this so when we when I was coming out and rec- and, and going into uh, interviewing for different firms in New York um I, you know, I I wasn't even from New York. I'd only been to New York twice, so for me to go to New York was it was it wasn't optional. I thought that was the epicenter of where everything happens, and I still to this day believe it does. And they're great people out there, and I much more I, I much enjoy it out there. I think a lot of us do. I so when I went out there, I had I had I had said to Price Waterhouse that I wanted to be in their investment banking side because I was gonna go from. Price Waterhouse, my goal was to go from Price Waterhouse into the investment banking land. When I got there, the need wasn't as strong there. It was actually in real estate. So mm-hmm. when I got there, they they kind of morphed me over to real estate. So again, real estate chose me. I didn't choose it. And then we reverse commuted from New York City out to Greenwich to go work for a client named Starwood. Wasn't the Starwood, yeah. it was that was infant Starwood too. Great smart people there as well. So we were reverse commuting back, and so then then I was just got pigeonholed, stuck, and probably more captivated into real estate than I would have otherwise thought. That wasn't the plan.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it rarely is, right? I mean, the same thing with me. Um, Now you went back for your law degree. I mean, do you find that there's a lot? I find a lot of lawyers come to me and say, "Chris, I want to get out of being a lawyer," (laughs) And, and. in real estate. Uh, I mean, were you able to, I mean, you had sort of the background prior, but did you, one, did you find the law degree helpful? And two, how did you kind of make that transition back into real estate?
1: No, Well, I, I did find it helpful, extreme helpful. I think the training and, and, and the teaching is always great. I think it's hard when, you know, you're going, it's it's a three-year commitment. MBA is a two-year commitment. Law is a three-year commitment. And then you have to pa- pass the bar exam, which is another piece of a commitment um it, by by the way the the, law, the bar exam was easier than the CPA exam so when anybody compares them i thought the CPA exam was a lot harder than the bar exam anyways uh for me it wasn't a hard transition because i wasn't I, i'd already did my interns and and i'd spent a lot of time really kind of digesting how it was going to play it out and i didn't want to go Continue to pursue law. Now, I talk to a lot of lawyers of this day, and I still work with a lot of lawyers, so we can share a lot of things in common. I understand a lot of their problems and things that they're going through. And we we deal with a lot of legal issues, you know, and restructuring workouts and, and just throughout the, the business cycle anyway. So for me, it's immensely helpful. I have a great appreciation for the daily lawyer, the daily grind that they do, and working with really good attorneys makes a transaction a lot easier. And a lot of times you can get ahead of the issues before it's there. That's experience, and that's also being a lawyer. So mm-hmm. to me, it's a really great thing to do. I don't think it's very easy at times when you're used to practicing to more from law into something else necessarily, depending on how much time you spend. But I think that's kind of any industry. Cause a lot of times in law, you're focused on you you can't do this, you can't do that, where you know, I'm a big believer and I don't I don't whether it's tax and whether it's law, or whether it's all like let's figure out how we can get it done. There's always a way to do it. You just got to structure it differently. So gotcha. it's a, just a different mentality, different approach. And I'm not, you know, fortunately not litigating things all the time. And and that's just what people, you know, litigators, that's a whole different animal.
0: It seems like, I mean, you have, you're, you're able to attack real estate from a lot of different angles, which is, I mean, you got a lot of tools in your tool belts, so to speak. I mean, you got the, the accounting, the tax, the legal, um, the acquisitions, the work, the workout. I mean, that's. I mean, what is that why you kind of decided, hey, I'm going to start my own consulting firm? Um, you just figured that you had all the pieces already. You didn't really need much. <laughs> you were like your own little consulting firm by yourself.
1: Yeah. I, I, well, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm dumb enough to have done everything we've done. And a lot of it's just trying to figure out who you are, right? Because as you, as you kind of go, you're like, you continue to pivot and shift and all this. But really, at the end of the day, I think the thing that makes, you know, our firm and it's not just me. We have great people that work within the organization and a lot of them are are, are 20 million times better than me. So when you look at how the organization's kind of set up, we have a lot of strengths, but our disciplines are such that it's really tough to compete with us. Um, and, And we're selective on who we'll work with and all that stuff. But, you know, just from a discipline perspective, there's a lot of different one trick ponies. We are just not that I am certainly not that. So I know a little bit about a lot, but, you know, I also know when I have to bring other people in and when I, you know, how to position and pivot. And it's just a different, we have more, we cover more disciplines. And we also, leading up to this, and, you know, I, I'm probably the, the the most wrong person on the planet because I've been waiting for this downturn to happen for three years, maybe four <laughs> years, right? So I've been wrong a long time. Now, just so happens I'm right today. And I, and I boast a bit about that because a broken clock's right twice a day. But- as we look at, you know, kind of the way we're set up, you know, we also went and got the, in, in a number of members on our team did the Certified Insolvency and Restructuring Advisor, which is, a, a, it's um, it's, a, it's a great, the Association of Insolvency and Restructuring Advisors is a great organization, strongly recommend it. A lot of the restructuring groups have done this. People within Pricewaterhouse, Deloitte, Ernst Young, they've also got these designations, which are great. They're just time consuming again, but you continue to do it we added on the brokerage so you know I'm also a broker but we we just have a lot of disciplines to be able to do it um and that's it's very distinguishable when we keep it all in house
0: do you also do some real estate investing on your own too into like the principal like direct investing or
1: uh, occasionally we will, depending on where they're, you know, where the market is as of late, I haven't liked where the market's been. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, I've been, again, I mean, these the values have really jumped up. Debt's really dropped things. You know, it feels a bit like the good old days, right. Uh, where it got a little tight and loose. I think cap rates are super low. Uh, but now, you know, the rates are down to zero. So debt markets at the moment are completely seized up, but they will, they will open again. So We'll see what that, that world what, looks like.
0: So what is your tip? You said you're a little, you're particular about the clients. I mean, what's, what's
1: the typical type of client that you work with? If there is a typical one, um, you know, a lot of times we'll work through relationships. So, you know, it depends on the size, you know, we will, we'll do some work. I've done work with, with, former companies i've worked with there are certain clients that i have they'll refer through other clients they're usually a little larger we'll work with life companies we'll work with institutional companies uh private equity their portfolio companies well we're you know you know but you know we're really not i usually lock the websites and things like that because i just don't want to have a host of calls to have to deal with because you know we're just not we're not for everybody you know if people usually know us we're a bit more exclusive we kind of run underneath the radar um so if, if,
0: what what are you telling you like you're an expert at this i mean what what are you advising now what do you, i mean do you have any sort of recommendations to anyone out there or what can you make sense of what's happening right now
1: oh goodness um listen i you know Again, this is a this is a virus, right? So, um, you know, this is this is unprecedented. I don't, we, nobody's ever seen anything like this before. So, it's really going to create a lot of it, it, it's creating massive amounts of uncertainty. I think the credit markets are seizing for every obvious reasons reason. The government has thrown a ton of money at this. Um, it, it hasn't manifested itself yet. We will come out of this, uh, but even right like right now, the the you know. The mortgage rates and uh, the, a lot of the papers trading at significant discounts. There's piles of money that have already been kind of dedicated, so they're going to lose on one end, make up on the other. But that's on the debt sides, right? Um, I think a lot of the stacks they went very covenant light on a lot of the agreements, um, and so to the extent how these deals have been set up, if values do not hold, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of workouts. There's going to be a lot of problems coming on. And look at. Many of these sectors were going to tip anyways. We have been hot to watch um, the, the the mall sector, right? Like malls, there are a number of malls that have that have already been blipping on our radar, like like everybody else's. There's a number of student housing facilities and certain markets that are were already blipping that we've we've been monitoring. So, you know, this isn't it, this is just going to kind of be the. the this is to what tips the tree over. This is the wind that tipped the tree. I mean, these t- these trees were tipping. Things were already going to happen. A lot of it that I thought was going to start to happen was going to be as a result of debt maturities, and that was the only way we would tip. I mean, nobody really could have foresaw a complete economic shutdown from, from what's happened. I mean, it, and, and it's, it's hurting a lot of people. It's hurting a lot of markets. We've got a lot of good people on it, and it, it's really challenging.
0: Well, wow, yeah. I mean, is there a way for like investors to take advantage of this market? Well, they're
1: already doing it. So, <laughs> the yeah. the 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 note sales are. You know, we had I knew knew a guy that had ten million dollars worth of product that was refinanced. Uh, you know, three weeks ago, a week later, it was sold um, for seventy cents and a dollar. And then the next week, mm-hmm. the prices were dropping another $0.70. Cents. So, you know, when these liquidity crunches happen and, and, and you're pressured to sell when you don't want to sell because repo lines are pulled and this and that, like they're making calls, then it's going to put immense pressure to have to sell at any price. And that's kind of what they're into. Who's got the cash now selling at any price? So that's already happening. Uh, the debt world is, is really reacting right now. So... What's going to, what, what's really going to be interesting is once we pull out of this, I don't know all the impacts of the CARES Act and, you know, small businesses. And I think, you know, I, I hope that they can hold on and survive and I hope people get back out and support that um, because those businesses then feed the the, the retail centers and everything else. So, so there's there's massive levels of r- ripple that will run throughout the system. And we're going from a liquidity crunch, which the Fed is solving to what I, I believe next step is a credit crunch. Where we're going to have credit issues because of who's the credit, um, and and look at I mean I, I think we already had covenants being violated prior to this, they were just being ignored. Now with when covenants on loan covenants have been breached and they're not and the assets weren't complying, it's just going to highlight right now. So the real the, the, it's going to start to stress the system with an already kind of paired with, with paired down groups as it is. Uh, that's where advisory comes in to be able to help companies to give them a little bit more horsepower, arms and legs. You really don't want to burn your people out. See a lot of the, a lot of the jobs can be, if you had a portfolio of 10, uh, just let's make it up 10 properties. If hmm. you have 10, you're really focusing on your, your, your revenue ones, your, your main ones. So those are probably taking, you know, 70, 80% of your time in your top three, the, 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 the assets that aren't going to make you money and aren't going to yield you money in are difficult to work out you don't want that person spending 99% of their time on that you want someone else to do that and report in so we try to pick up those assets that you know otherwise it will overly consume their ftes and then and they're not going to get the right attention to it and all of a sudden you're doing uh a bad job at everything as opposed to a great job at what you are doing. Right. So you you just, you're going to spread people too thin and those groups aren't set up to be able to handle that and the expertise and discipline we already bring to the table. So, you know, we're going to be, we're ready for what's here. The the question is, you know, once we come out of this June 1st, um, July 1st, we'll see where everything kind of sits. I think we're, we're going to be where it's going to be, it, it's unclear where we're at. And that's the fun part. There's a massive amount of opportunity out there right now. It's not direct buying right now though, which is you're not seeing asset values just crater yeah. right now, but that once you start seeing foreclosures and the foreclosures start impacting values, like just like note sales, distressed note sales start impacting performing note sales. Right, because also their value starts to drop. So
0: You think that's like 30, 60, 90 days down the road possibly on the foreclosure part? Uh,
1: Well, it's unknown right now because a lot of the courts aren't even open right now. right? So even if you're having issues, you can't even go resolve it. I think we're going to probably see a lot more action. I think you're going to see a lot more litigation. I think the professional services firms are really going to pick up. I think a lot of the restructuring groups are kind of excited to, to, to see what's kind of happened. They're trying to ramp up. Um, again, we're not trying to beat the world here, you know, we're going to help the companies that we can help. Um, You know, our capacity is only so great. We've got a lot of great people, but that capacity gets eaten up pretty quickly. And then you're off to the, and I'll I'll call it what they are, you know, there's going to be a lot of B and C level groups that, you know, a lot of people get stuck with. So it's not a one size fit all. Not everybody that fits in in the hole is going to work, right? So
0: Um, you sound like you're definitely prepared for whatever comes down the pipe.
1: Well, that, I think you have to be prepared, and that's why the multiple discipline approach really is the only way to go. And with experience, because you don't really know what you're walking into at all times. You have to be able to underwrite the assets. You have to know where the notes are. You got to know all your leverage positions. You've got to be able to go to get ready to compete because uh, whether it's your you're on the debtor side or you're on the creditor side, uh, the, the other side's going to be going to be prepared. You just have to be better prepared and have the disciplines ready to go.
0: Well, maybe we'll have you back on in a couple months when uh, things, you know, things are shaking out and get your
1: get your love your opinion then as well or your forecast. I, listen, I, I mean, I, I can't wait to see it either. I, I look at, I really, I think we're going to come out this. Uh, you know, I think it's we're going to come out of it. But again, I, there's going to be winners and losers. I don't think that's that's shy. But I don't think, you know, strength of balance sheets really going to be helpful. They're still going to have some difficulties. So I don't care who you are right now coming out of this thing. You're going to be struggling a bit. And so we'll see what the labor kind of goes into. I think asset values are going to start to kind of bleed on people. People that were already not that strong going in are certainly going to have a hard time on the way out. Yeah. So –
0: Definitely amazing times. Uh, Well, I really appreciate that. Um, We're gonna move to uh, the hot seat. The hot seat is sponsored by KK Reset. KK Reset is an HR management and outsourcing consulting firm that specializes in helping organizations to reset their culture, structure, and path. They do this through services which include comprehensive consultation to identify gaps and opportunities for corporate training programs, hr services and career mapping services they've collaborated with non startups and academic organizations to protect them from liabilities reduce turnover and preserve their brands they have also collaborated with a number of my clients on the real estate front who are not large enough to have their own in-house hr program so they outsource it to KK Reset. KK Reset comes in, maybe sits on site a couple days a week and provides you know everything you need from an HR perspective for your for your firm. So it's a great uh, resource for those shops who just maybe it doesn't make sense for them to have in-house HR function. Um, so please check them out at kkreset.com, K-K-R-E-S-E-T.com.
1: Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: All right, cool. What, do you recommend any uh, any books, real estate or business related books?
1: Dr. Seuss, Dr. um, <laughs> Seuss. <Yes. laughs> there's a lot of different books that we, that we look at, right? Uh, there's a lot of different books that are great. I mean, I think, I think today, I mean, too big to fail may, may come to, uh, <laughs> may, may come to light. So we'll, we'll, go with too big to fail. How about that? Uh, I like that. Do you listen to any podcasts? Uh, d- d- not usually. No, uh, it, unless it's yours. Oh man, you're the best. Thank you.
0: Uh, what do you like to do outside of work?
1: Uh, I got three kids, so kids keep me pretty busy. Um, short of that, we golf, golf a lot, live on a course. So it's great.
0: Oh, nice. What advice would you give to
1: your 20 year old self? Uh, you know, this is, there's a lot of reflection. I think quarantines provide a lot of reflection. I've had this this internal debate of what would, Henry, you know, given all this time we have and given this, this ability to reflect, what would you have done different? And honestly, I think that's funny. And you, you don't pick your path, your path picks you. Everything kind of happens for a reason. You just kind of go with it. As long as people are motivated to continue to improve, uh, everything, everything we do. I mean, I, I you know, as, as I've gotten older and everything else, I continue to add to, to the plate and I've, I've grown up with some great mentors. Um, and I've, I've always looked at how they approach stuff. And I think that the really good ones have always kind of continued to add and approve and develop and continue to be effective and operate at high levels. So, uh, you know, I would do the exact same thing I've done. It's been painful, brutal, great, fun, interesting, <laughs> you know, so, um, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: Now, what do you look for in hiring people? What
1: qualities? Well, I mean, you got to talk to one of them, a Brian Blackburn kind of guy, is, is just a, is, is a great guy. Quality of person's everything. Uh, people that are willing to work hard no matter what, you know. Um, a- again, that, that constant improvement, that constant growth, that constant seeking to be better is critical. Uh, I don't think people can be good without that. The ability to learn, continue to learn, continue to improve. Uh, Brian Blackburn, more than anybody, you know, he kind of always grinded it out. Even when I turned off the lights, which usually is pretty rare, but mm-hmm. when I turned on, he was still going. Um, he was. Yeah. People like that are just hard to replicate, right? And it doesn't matter the school. I mean, the school thing, you know, did you go here? Did you go there? You know, I get all that. It's results mean everything just because I tried means nothing. I try. Yeah. I mean, I don't work with, I try. We have to get results. So that's just, you know, you got to find those people that are just really, I think sports play a big role in that. People that have always mm. been active in sports and highly competitive with your brothers and sisters and all that stuff. I mean, you always want to beat your brother, right? You always, yeah. I don't care what it is. You know, I could ask my brother. We can't even play basketball together, right? <laughs> so,
0: well, that's awesome. Henry, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to speak with us and, uh, look forward to uh, keeping in touch.
1: Same here. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to you in a few months see how this goes. Be (laughs) safe. Be well. Be safe. Thank you very much, Chris. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Henry.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the TBG Real Estate Podcast. Please visit us online at tbg-realestate.com or on Instagram at tbg.realestate. Until next time, have a great week.